Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly, abundantly, and overflowing joy. I am tickled pink to be with you this evening. I have a message that I think is going to help some people tonight. I really believe that. So I hope you'll just hang in there with me. I'll be reading out of the New King James Bible this evening. So uh, get your Bible ready. And here we go. John the Apostle, the brother of James, was Jesus' closest friend. He and his brother were called the Sons of Thunder. Jesus gave them this name as it is stated in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, verse 17. These men were rough and tough. Oh, they were tenacious, bold, in-your-face kind of guys, colorful characters who would never turn down a fight, willing to stand up for whatever was right, no matter what. These were fearless men who could strike fear in others. Not men who would back down. Mm -mm. Not these guys. But these men became disciples of Jesus. John would later write that he was the beloved of Jesus' disciples. And it's true. He was one of the three with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Later, John was asked by Jesus to take care of his mother. John did, and they lived in Ephesus. There, John pastored a group of believers and in his later years wrote the epistles of 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. Now, in that first epistle, the Son of Thunder would vigorously defend Jesus and convince his readers that Jesus and the Father were one. Jesus called the men sons of thunder because he was prophesying what their future was going to look like. John had absolutely no patience for heresy in the church. All you have to do is read uh, the first epistle of John, and he makes it clear over and over and over again. So he had uh, no tolerance whatsoever for Gnosticism or anything in the church that would bring compromise. He did not allow any kind of compromise of the gospel. I tell you, that's my kind of guy. Now, Domitian, the Roman emperor at the time, was one of the cruelest and most ruthless of Rome's emperors who enjoyed intense persecution of Christians. Domitian had instituted and demanded that all citizens refer to him as, quote, Lord and God, end quote. He used political, economic, and social measures to suppress anything perceived as resistance, especially the rapidly spreading Christian movement. John was exiled to the island of Patmos 
at Domitian's order, most likely due to John's immensely vocal opposition to emperor worship, as well as false teachings and, of course, his radical views of Christianity, which you and I would never consider to be radical. Imagine what John must have thought about this exile to a small, rocky island in the Aegean Sea, 60 miles southwest of Ephesus. This was a desolate and barren land. Patmos was used as a penal colony by the Romans for criminals and political prisoners, including Christians. Prisoners were forced to labor in the mines and quarries on the island. After many years of faithful, hardworking, and diligent service to the Lord, John must have thought, what kind of reward is this? You see, John would not have been one to complain. But he had to wonder, why now? Or maybe he thought, this is my end. I will finish my days out here. It is believed that Domitian had John put in boiling hot oil, and when it didn't burn or kill him, he decided to ship him off to Patmos. I can't confirm if that's a true story, but I tend to think it is true. And of course, John eventually uh, left Patmos and went back to Ephesus. Nevertheless, what awaited John on this forsaken island was a surprise that he couldn't have dreamed about. Suddenly, as an old man in his early 90s, he was visited by an angel who informs him of the revelation of Jesus Christ and to all the things John would see in the many visions given to him and that John would bear witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation would become his opus piece of work written under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. The magnitude of the revelation is astounding as it points to Christ and all that Christ has done for us and will do when he returns again for his bride, culminating in a glorious ending as we remain secure in him, in the new heaven, and in the new earth. I don't believe there has been anything written on this planet that compares to the forecasting of future events in such finite detail. The Apostle John couldn't have foreseen the spectacular reward he received all the while writing down his visions alone and isolated. Interestingly, John writes in the book of Revelation, in chapter 1, verse 3, he writes, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it. See, I like that. And this is what we 
are supposed to do. We are to keep those things which are written in it. He was talking to us, the church. And I'm sure John felt extremely blessed to have had the honor of being chosen to write this message, but also blessed to know what the Lord has in store for his church. From exile to epiphany, a holy moment for a septuagenarian. So I just want to ask, have you ever felt exiled, banished from family, friends, social circles, or felt isolated and alone in your workplace? Maybe you just got demoted when all the while you were thinking you were sure of a promotion, not a demotion. Or worse yet, maybe you are, you are one that actually lost your job. Maybe a divorce that you never wanted nor expected was finalized, and you're thinking, I've failed. Is there anything left for me? Can the Lord really use me now that I am a divorced person? Or maybe your spouse died and you're left alone wondering, how can I make a difference now? I've lost my better half and we did everything together. And lastly, you may be that one elderly person who is still waiting and wondering, is it possible at my age to do anything effective for the kingdom? Oh, let me tell you, my answer to all of these questions swirling around in your head is a resounding yes, 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 absolutely yes, you can. You can go from being exiled in your apartment, in your house, or your trailer, or even a nursing facility, to an epiphany where you have a moment of sudden revelation or insight, or maybe even a supernatural visitation by an angel, giving you your marching orders. Obviously, we can see from the Apostle John, age is not a factor. I like that. One day, in the year 2018, I became exceedingly discouraged, so much so I was quitting the ministry. I was done. I felt like a complete failure. I was very hurt, and I said, Lord, this is it. I'm done. I was really hurting emotionally, and I cried out to the Lord, and I said, is there anything you have to say to me? And wow, I heard in my spirit, read Psalm 71. I thought to myself, read Psalm 71? I don't even know what's in Psalm 71. Well, I went and got my Bible, and I started to read, trying to shove all the tears away, 
And as I read Psalm 71, my mouth gaped open in an astonishment. And as I read these scriptures, I thought, wow. So I'm going to share these scriptures. And I'm going to start with verses 9 through 18. So this is Psalm 71. Do not cast me off in the time of my old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed, who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor, who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually, and I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. O God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. Now, I'm telling you, when I got done reading this, I thought, Lord, I don't even know how you could do such a thing. How did you know that I was old and gray-headed? Ha! Well, actually, I am totally gray-headed underneath, but my color on the outside is brown with golden highlights. But truly, I immediately surrendered, and I said, Lord, I am so sorry. I guess I'm not done. And that really thrust me forward again. You see, it caused me to have faith again. It, I mean, in one moment, I'm over there crying my heart out, literally crying, saying, I am done, I am done, I am done. I am not doing this anymore. And in an instant, after reading Psalm 71, I mean, I immediately turned around and thought, how is this possible? How does he do this? So God is really awesome. Now, in 2019, when my husband died suddenly of suicide, I was sure that that was the end. I lost the one person I had waited to minister with. Bill was saved one month before he met Jesus. So let me tell you, I know what I'm talking about. It's not over for you. That demotion or loss of a job or loss of a loved one 
is not because of the evil one. God, I want you to hear this clearly. God is reordering your steps. See it from heaven's perspective. He has something better planned for your future. I know. I know what you're thinking. That's not possible. It's not possible. I said the same thing. And I must have said that a hundred times. It's not possible. There is nothing left for me to do. Well, here I am. And you're listening to me. So <laughs> now I want you to listen to two more verses in Psalm 71, verses 20 and 21. I just love this. It says, you who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. You shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Now, did he bring me? Uh, uh, I mean, did I, did I not have great and severe troubles? Oh, yes, I did. And did he revive me again? Oh, yes, he revived me in like seconds. Now, when my husband passed away, no, that, that didn't happen so quickly. That was many, 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 many months. But it was a slow process. And slowly, day by day, month by month, he revived me again. And he brought me up again from the depths of the earth. I'm telling you, he comforted me on every side. I'm telling you, God's word is phenomenal. So you have work to do for the Lord. Come out of your exile. Ask the Lord for an epiphany, for revelation and insight regarding your next step. Be obedient. Do what he tells you to do. Now, there's a proverb that most preachers don't talk about. You don't ever hear many people teach even about this proverb. But I like this proverb. It's proverb, Proverbs 14.4. And it says, Where no oxen are, the trough is clean. But much increase comes by the strength of an ox. Now, if you desire a tidy little life, then you're probably not going to bear much fruit. But if you're willing to come out of your exile and allow the Lord to mess in your affairs, so to speak, hmm, there will be much fruit. You're going to have to pull your weight. You see, those oxen, they were capable of very hard work. They were very patient animals. And they were used to plow. They were used to tread out the corn. They were beasts of burden. And they were a very valuable animal to the farmer. Several good oxen would make that farmer very profitable. The Lord can give you the strength of an ox, physically and spiritually. And several faithful believers strong prayer warriors, can break up some serious fallow ground. You see, they are very profitable for God's kingdom. So don't stay exiled. Be like the sons of thunder. 
be bold and brave. And when things are shaking, we tend to blame the evil one. Stop blaming the devil and stop whining. God allows the shaking so he can get you out of one place and move you to a place where you can flourish and accomplish much for him. Oh, it's true. The Lord is shaking everything, even you and I. So let him, let him shake you. He always has a better plan. So if he rips you out of one place and puts you in another, rejoice, rejoice. There's a great reward and an exciting destiny just ahead for you. This may turn out to be the most exciting experience of your lifetime. It certainly was for the Apostle John. So get excited and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I hope that encouraged you. I have a wonderful song for you to listen to in Christ Alone by the Booth Brothers. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, of God in helpless pain, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones He came to save, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin.
This is Don Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. You can download the iHeartRadio app and go to Pure Heart Ministries podcast 24-7. Uh, I sure do appreciate those who those of you who pray for this ministry. It's so important, and I am very grateful for that. And I certainly would love it if you would help support this Ministry financially, you can send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. And of course, I'm always waiting for emails, so you can email me at dawn at pureheart.today. That's all lowercase letters, all together, D A W N dot pureheart dot today. Well, I look forward to being with you again next week. This is Don Noble saying Shalom, Shalom. Peace be unto you.